Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mr. Padoni, I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay, go for it. Um, what's a little Christian genocide amongst Muslim friends? Um, evil, genocide, no. murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then what? what is supporting Hamas amongst the youngins? Um, usually terrorism. Oh, hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, these are all topics we're going to discuss. And, of course, it is Thursday during the fall. That means we've got our NFL and Big Ten college football picks for you coming your way right here on Critical Thinking. Good Thursday to you all, wherever you are, wherever you're watching, whether that's on Twitter whether that's on our Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or if you are smart enough to go ahead and download, make sure you are subscribed or hit the follow button if you're on Apple Podcasts, and then make sure you leave that five-star review. Folks, it's just that simple. You want to know how you can help us grow the show, right? We, we're not going to sit here and ask you for your money because we know that money is tight all across this country, but could you take five seconds out of your day? Tap a five-star review. Maybe leave us a comment on that review. Those simple things, just simply making sure you're subscribed or you're following our program, making sure that you are downloading the program, all of those things actually help us grow because, believe you me, all of them affect the algorithm that Apple uses to help boost showcase podcasts. It's just that Simple. So that's all we're asking you to do. Leave a review. Make sure you've got the podcast available to you. And if you like watching us, make sure you are helping by thumbing it up. Or or if you're on Twitter, just a simple retweet. Believe you me, all of it will matter. Okay. Speaking of things that matter, um, this is a deep dive Thursday, and we like to dive into a topic. And... 
One of the things that has really come out and and been prominent with Hamas attacking Israeli civilians, and, and this is going to be important in this discussion for me, because they didn't attack <clears throat> Israel's defense force, right? They didn't, they didn't attack the IDF. They didn't attack the Iron Dome. They didn't attack military bases or or um, military outposts, right? Right. They just literally slaughtered men, women, children, whether they were Jewish, not Jewish, whether they were um, of fighting age or not fighting age, whether they were babies, whether they were infants, whether they could defend themselves or not. And... We watched the, I don't know if you saw the video, Pat. And maybe I should uh, take a second and grab this video. But we're watching campuses turn into just pure, we love Hamas. Like all over the country. This isn't in like pockets of academia, right? This isn't in like... You know, the elite of the elite and only there. It is literally hate the Jews everywhere. Which is strange because it, it honestly, like like this entire thing has made me wonder why. What knowing what we know, why mm-hmm. why are you pro Hamas? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this, right? We have talked mm-hmm. about it. F- And what is the reality, right? It's birds of the same feather are flocking together. Right, right. But in the last 24 hours, Pat, we have watched um, one law school in which the Jewish students at this law school literally had to be locked. And this is a law school in New York City, okay? Not exactly home to a, a nondescript Jewish population, right? It's arguably one right. of the world's largest Jewish populations, if not yes, the is. largest, outside of Israel. Outside of Israel, yeah. Now, they are literally being locked into their library at this college. Don't know if you saw the video last night. While literally rabid Hamas supporters are chanting about slaughtering them right outside the doors. The New York Police Department's response, keep them locked in there so that they don't be that they're not harmed. Not beat back the supporters, arrest the supporters who are literally advocating murder. Again, we have talked about your freedom of speech, right? And... It is one thing to say, I support Hamas. Okay? It's one thing to say that, however abhorrent I believe that to be. Correct? We've talked about that. It is another to say, kill the Jews. While literally nine Jewish students are standing right in front of you. So, what you doing, NYPD? It's time. Collar, gone. See you later. All of you. Each and every single one of you. You, you, no, this isn't about your freedom of speech anymore. You just advocated for the murder and the genocide. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. All right, time to get arrested. 
they these students can't even feel safe. George Washington University. Do you see the pictures there where they were literally projecting some of the most vile pro-Hamas anti-Jewish slogans you can see up on in the quad in the main area of the campus. And by the way, why does it matter? George Washington University has one of the largest Jewish populations in America. And then we have this, Pat. From the New York University, NYU, it's Student Law Bar Association president who went directly on to X and voiced support for Hamas and called for the end of apartheid and oppression and all the other buzzwords that the far left in America uses. And then says this on ABC News. Do you condemn Hamas's actions on October 7th? I think what I use my platform for and who I condemn was pretty clear by my message. And I think that I will continue to condemn apartheid and military occupation. And that in this moment, I'm focused on calling for an end to genocide and calling for an immediate ceasefire. An end to genocide. Question for you, is killing 1,400 Jewish people genocide? I mean, if you're specifically targeting Jewish people in this case, then yes, yes, I would consider that to be... Okay, because that's yeah. exactly what Hamas did, okay? 1,400 uh-huh. Jews were murdered in an absolute terrorist attack. And I'm going to get into the me- mechanics of some of this as we deep dive into this. Because there's one way and one way only that I can think of for any sort of sympathy. But there is none based off of what took place on October 7th. Right? We are now October 26th. We are likely to see the ground war. This is the funniest part of all of this for me, Pat. In what world do you... Okay, let's put it this way. World War II. Did we announce D-Day was coming? Or did we just show up on the shores of Normandy and bloodily defeat you? I mean, only the people really involved in D-Day knew about D-Day. We just kind of shut up and did our business. Weird. Yeah. Um, because now suddenly the West and others are requiring Israel to let everybody know, hey, by the way, that ground operation we want to do, um, it's going to happen on this date. How about How about we are not requiring our ally to, I don't know, kick themselves in the groin repeatedly? How, why Why do we need them to explain themselves at this point? They have the right to defend themselves. They don't need they don't need to explain to us or to the world why they are doing what they are do, doing to Hamas in this case. Yeah, they, yes, they as are, long as it's to Hamas and it's not right. genocide towards 
um, the people of Gaza. I understand that that might be the motive here. Like, hey, citizens, get the hell out, and we're going to take Hamas. We are going to flatten the sh- out of your cities, so get the hell out, right? I understand maybe that's what, but that makes no sense to me at all. Hey, let me telegraph when I'm coming over the river. How about no? Yeah, yeah, because that's what George um, Washington did to the Hessians, by the way. Just exactly, exactly. Yeah, hey, by yeah. the way, uh, yeah, yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve, uh, <laughs> we're yeah. we're gonna come over we're, to Delaware, oh, right? Yeah. Uh huh. The Hessians are. Oh my God, the Americans are coming. The Americans are coming. <laughs> what the? F- two by uh, land. Well, no, one by land, two by sea. So. Ah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, it, it just it's it's all insanity, right? But we get this from the New York University, NYU Law School, Student Bar Association president. Am I just, I, I have a question for you. I know that I'm getting older, right? I am fully aware of that. My body is telling me that. Um, the salt and pepper hair on my head is telling me all of that, which by the way, it's been going on since I was 25 years old, so whatevs. But all of that to say, has the world, am, am I just getting old, or has the world just gone completely insane? I mean, can it be both? No. Because there, there are certain things that are universal truths, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least should be. Terrorism bad the answer to oppression is not slaughtering innocence on the other side who's your oppressor the the rando at the bus stop in tel aviv the random american going to a rave that was in promotion of peace Those are your oppressors? Is that what I am uh, supposed to believe? Because if so, oh boy. This isn't like we're talking about uh, the individuals who actually own slaves versus those who never wanted to, never did, never were foisted upon them, right? Because we've talked a lot about a lot of the founding fathers who had them foisted upon them, never actually wanted them, but by function of law, and go ahead and change the law if you want to or could. You know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. We can name a bunch of others, right? In which, because of debts, because of everything else, couldn't get those people to become free until what? They got rid of their debts and they died. Okay, so all of that being, we're not talking about that, right? We're not sitting here saying, uh, um, you know, Ben Shapiro is your oppressor or whatever. And I'm not talking about Ben Shapiro, the talk show host, right? I'm just saying the random Ben Shapiro that might be or live in Israel. That's not who we're talking about. What oppression Are they foisting upon you or your people you're supporting? 
Now, I thought to the, uh, I thought about this. So again, is this world going insane, or am I missing something just because I'm old and I have old ways of thinking? Um. See, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm start I'm honestly starting to think that maybe just just maybe it's that the world has gone crazy. Uh-huh. Yes, I uh-huh. totally totally agree with that assessment. Um, but as I look at younger generations, it's almost like um, yeah, we're getting old. We're getting old because the world is going crazy. And and yeah. it, it, it's almost like the you young little whippersnappers, like no, that's not where this is, right? Like this right. is something that is a universal truth, right? That I cannot wrap my head around. I was on a college campus. I was politically active on my college mm-hmm. campus, right? Mm-hmm. I was yep. very much aware of the times, very much aware of what time it was and and what kind of radicals we were dealing with, right? Right. This would be akin to, by the way, in our quote-unquote generation, the NYU Law Student Bar Association. After 9-11 coming out and saying, Death to America. I, I support Osama bin Laden. Right. Yeah. This would be akin to the Democratic Socialist of America and all of the radical leftists on college campuses marching in support of Al-Qaeda. It is, is literally this... an apples-for-apples apples comparison at that point because what but... did they do? They slaughtered innocent Americans, Europeans, Africans, um, people from all over the globe of all ethnicities, all races, all religions, by the way. There were Muslims killed that day. There were Jews killed that day. Christians, agnostics, atheists. Didn't matter. They slaughtered them all. But but this is also, I I, think you could also make the argument that this is a result of, you know, academia today. And, and what, what these people are being taught on college campuses in regards to Hamas and Israel. Which, by the way, Pat, brings me to a report that uh, Clay Travis highlighted yesterday. And it was a survey that was done, I believe, by Harvard Caps Harris. So Harris polling. Voters say the killing of 1,200 civilians is not justified, but the grievances of Palestinians and the attacks on Jews are genocidal. Um, um, there's a problem with this, okay? You actually have to look at the demographic breakdown because here's the rub of why I asked if everything has just gone crazy or I'm just getting old and I'm missing something. Because, Pat, when we're taking a look at this um, poll, And the first question is, do you think the Hamas killing of 1,200 Israeli civilians on Israel can be justified by the grievances of the Palestinians, or is it not justified? I'm going to say this up front um, about this poll um, real quick. I love this question because it's specific. 
it is polling for me has always been a question of questions. What kind of questions are you asking to elicit responses, right? This is as specific of a response as they're going to ask for. So I wanted to say that up front, okay? I really love this question. But let me go back to the poll here and, and what's going on. Do you notice something, Pat? Um, when the answers are can be justified or not justified? Uh, well, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're saying that the attacks are not justified. Um, mm, that, that, that could be a breakdown. Uh-huh. What is right below that pie chart? Ah, yes. Um, you have the demographic breakdown. Oh, by age. It, by age. Mm. In which 51%, a majority, okay, of 18 to 24-year-olds, yes, it's not a vast majority. It's still a majority. A majority. Okay. 51% of those aged 18 to 24 say that there's those killings can be justified by the grievance of Palestinians. Furthermore, if you were to take both the 18 to 24 and the 25 to 34, now, Pat, uh, very, very simple question for you. Yeah. Do you fall into that 18 to 20, or do you fall into that uh, 234 age range? Are you yeah, 35? I am 34. Okay, yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember if you're 34 or 35 because yeah. dude code, right? R right. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Oh, freaking boy. That's all I'm going to say on this. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the totality of 18 to 34 now, okay, go back to the poll, the totality, it's 1% and 2%. It is almost a 50-50 split of that age range. The only reason why the Harris poll, right, gets away with saying that a majority, 76%, and this is why polling matters, that 76% do not support it, right, Right. Is because the rest of the demographics break from 35 to 44, which is my age range, at 6139. 45 to 54, it is 77% not justified. And then it is almost 90% at 55 to 64, and 65 plus at 91%. And so, what is actually going on? What is actually happening to get to that 76% number? is that when you look into the polls, the, the, the respondents are skewed older as well as a vast difference in their, you, you know, you, you take a look at this number, right? And it's like uh, 61 to 39 is the lowest beyond the Gen Z side of things, right? Right. The end of the millennial to Gen Z is 61.39. Holy Moses. Even that number is a little shocking to me because it is pretty simple. 
And this is the universal truth that I want to talk about. If you want the oppressed versus oppressor narrative, okay, the universal truth is the slaughtering of civilians is never okay in war because that is what you are telling me is that you are at war. Now, am I supposed to believe, according to those who now want to say that Hamas is justified because of some oppression or apartheid or whatever BS slogan from the DSA and uh, BLM and the socialist radicals that you want to tout out there, okay? If I'm supposed to believe that, am I also supposed to believe that war now means that anybody is fair game? That those are who are not of the quote-unquote warrior class? Because lest I checked, okay, Hamas is an absolute genocidal terrorist organization whose literal charter calls for the actual murder of Jews, right? Am I missing something here? You are not. Okay. So, Pat, if if that is to be the... if it, That's my point. Have the rules now suddenly changed? In which the warrior class of one side gets to just indiscriminately murder whomever they want because they feel as if the government of the other side is oppressing them? Well, I, I think Clay Travis actually summed that up perfectly. He, he said that uh, a majority of 18 to 24-year-olds, the Hamas terror attack, and, and uh, say that the Hamas terror attack and murder of 1,400 Jews was justified. Nearly all Americans, age 25 to 34, too. Young people in America have broken brains. They no longer can distinguish between good and evil. I think that's your answer right there. Because they've been taught that there's always nuance, right? It is as simple as this. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. What do I mean by that? Is it possible to say that um, you don't believe in the way that uh, the Israelis and the Gaza government treat each other, right? Or that you believe that uh, Israel is putting them into some sort of open-air prison, right? But also, um, rules of war still matter. That's how you walk and chew gum at the same time. To fight the oppressor, wouldn't it be this, Pat? Wouldn't Hamas have some sort of a legitimacy in its claim of oppressed versus oppressor? If... The attacks that took place on October 7th were on military bases. Those who were in Mossad, um, the Iron Dome missile silos and all that stuff. Uh, If they were attacking legit Israeli defense force posts, whatever you want to call it, they were attacking legit Israeli government operations you just started a war right but hear me out on this if you want to be on that side right i i would never be on that side because i am never in support of people whose stated goal is to literally murder everybody for their religious belief okay 
What was that, Pat? I was going to say same. Okay. I'm just making yeah. sure because uh, yeah. your, your, your I, mic I being off uh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I got you. I, I know that you're in uh, baby coming mode, but. Uh, <sighs> Can we just not go down that road at the moment? I... <laughs> But, but it's, 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 real quick, my, my yeah. I, I keep getting texts from my dad every freaking day. Oh boy, is the baby the coming? Countdown. Is the baby coming? No, no, it's a countdown. He'll be like, uh, fourteen more days and thirteen more sleeps." I'm like, "Shut the hell up, Jeepers so Cripes!" Like, dad. my dad, <laughs> yes. my dad. Yes, it's like, holy crap, dude! I'm like, are you gonna do this every freaking day? Because he, I'm uh, at this well, just point. Wait till, what I'm just trying wait till, to do. Uh, just wait till the baby is born, and uh, and uh, there will be like, oh, congrats on being one month old, on two months old, on three months old, on four months old, on five months old, eighteen months uh, old. Well, my 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 point is this: is like like at this point, you know, I I, I understand I have about two ish weeks left here. Okay. Um. My wife and I are both kind of very anxious right now. We're we're kind of nervous for 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 this next part. We're trying to get all the stuff that we need to get done as much as we humanly possibly can. And here's my only um, piece of advice on that, Pat. Don't mm, worry about that. It'll take well, care of itself. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust me on that. Be, what, what, we're, what we're doing is we're trying to be prepared. That, that's all we're trying to do. There okay? ain't no preparing. <laughs> here's the thing. We know that. We know that but we want like the rest of the baby's room done if we can help it. And th that way we're not yep. having to worry about it later. Yep. Um, my, my point is this. We're also trying to relax. Damn it. And people keep like, oh, you got another two weeks. Yay. Can that two weeks just go by as slowly as humanly as possible? And here's as I have gotten older and I realize I want as I much as I want time to slow down. Life just does not right. work that way. Yep. yep. And it's like you reminding me that it doesn't work that way is not helping. So to Pat's dad, mm. stop texting him every day. Thank, Thank you. you. We took yeah. care of that. But back to the point that's actually at hand here. Again, you lose the you lose the argument with the second that you begin to do what? slaughter innocent civilians who have nothing to do with your narrative nothing quite literally nothing what justification is there ever to murder somebody because that is exactly what they did and i don't know if you've done this pat there's there's a piece of audio that has been floating around and it's of a young um hamas member who was part of the attack Okay, calling his dad from a telephone, from a cell phone that he procured after literally butchering a woman and her child. Okay, and the audio is the celebration between the dad and the and the son. It is bone chilling to listen to, but it is important to listen to it. I don't want to play it here because there are, you know, lots of different reasons, but go seek it out. That's all I'm going to tell you because you, and I've said this to my wife, you know, she, she is really sensitive to a lot of this type of stuff. I, 
I, I only want good news. You cannot be an ostrich. And what do I mean by that? You cannot bury your head in the sand. You have to. You have to understand the reality of the world that exists right now. It is the same thing as um, when we were in eighth grade, and I've told this story, I believe, on the air as well, but we were in eighth grade. We went to Washington, D.C. It was one of the first years, if not the first year, that we had the National Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. And we were made to go to the adult side. Uh, there's two different, there's a, there's a kid side and an adult side. And why yeah. was that? Because it's time for you to confront the realities in the face. And then as an adult, going to Dachau and, and getting that full-on guided tour, not not from the people in Dachau, but from an outside tour company that really dived into and dove into, I should say, uh, the realities and um, key pieces of information, vitally important. Being on the ground, vitally important. Again, why do they do this in Germany, right? You have to visit a concentration camp before you get to a certain age in school. You have to. It is part of your requirement. Why? Because if you look at your, <coughs> if you look at a biblical worldview, you have to confront evil. You have to stare it in the face and say, no. The devil doesn't win with me. It's why belief in Christ and belief in God as your Savior, belief in the power of God, right? And the hope of God. You can't just believe in all the good things. To do that is to ignore half of the Bible, right? It is to ignore the 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 suffering of those who did believe, right? The chosen people of God, the entirety of the story of Esther, the story of Job, the story of this and the story of that in the in the New Testament, right? It's about what? I'm going to make you suffer if you don't bend your knee to me and follow me and my commandments and my covenant with you. Now, that's what the Jewish people, right? But it's also part and parcel of what we believe is that we have to believe in those commandments and, and act as faithfully as possible in our own lives and know that we are not perfect and that our salvation comes through our belief in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son and all of that. But that's our belief system. So confront evil. Understand it exists. Confront the darkness of the time. We have talked about um, the spirit of the age. What else is this? This is the timelessness of the spirit of the age. This is pure demonic evil. And if so, you don't confront it, if you don't understand it exists, it will swing at you the hardest. Here, here's a question that I, I, I wonder if people thought this through. And I, I'd be curious to see what your answer is here. Yep. Do you think that the reason why the, the younger generation, if you will, 
mm-hmm. um, the, the, those younger demographics that we just went over. The reason that they are as high as there is it is because of both academia mm-hmm. and because they have their heads buried in the sand when it comes to the realities and what what's actually really happening. And they um, don't they don't want to believe they don't want to believe that that a particular side is this evil. Right. Because the, because they've been taught again to this point mm-hmm. of there's always nuance. And yes, that's true. There always is. But there are lines. Right. There are red lines. There, there are. are lines in the sand. And when you cross them, you have crossed into evil. OK. And. When you are an organization, here's a great example, right? The KKK. Is that organization evil? The left will tell you, hell yeah, it is, right? Oh, weird, it's just black and white, except for what what if the KKK also has protection or or does good for the white Christian um, population in a certain area, right? Hmm. Well, isn't that nuanced? But, but, But they're doing some good. They're doing some charity. And they're fighting the oppressor of, of uh, immigration. Do you see how ass back back asswards all of that is? Right. That's the say, that's the equivalent here. For me, evil evil rooted in in doing some good is still evil at the end of the day. Right. The foundational principles of Hamas are evil. Period. Because their mission statement is the eradication, not of just the Jewish state, but of Jews. That is a hard stop. And it should be for everybody. It should be for every. But, but Andrew, the only way that they believe that they can get rid of their oppressors. This is leftist academia at work. That's black and white for them. There's only a world of oppressors and oppressed. Right? It's a world of black and white for them and justify everything else is the ends justify the means. And of course, we have tied all of this together with Marxism, right? Yes. Now, you can also make the nuanced uh, argument that the state of Israel in the modern age is not actually a reconsecration of the biblical states of Israel, right? You can make that argument as you take a look at actually who founded and who was there. Almost none of the people who actually worked on the nation state of Israel as formed after World War II, none of them actually believed in God. Not very many people know this. So take a look at that and understand that. But that's a nuanced position, right? So could we make an argument that the modern state of Israel is not the reconsecration of the biblical Israel and therefore it's just a thing that exists? Sure, you could. But again, oppressed versus oppressor. Uh, how do you nuance that? Now, I want to say this too. To those who also might say, well, it's, it's very simple for me. I believe in everybody's right to live free as they want, right? From a libertarian perspective, how could a libertarian support what's going on with Hamas? Well, it's very simple. They're the aggressors in this scenario, right? It's very simple how you don't support that. 
because we have a non-aggression principle inside libertarianism in which, well, but but they were aggressed upon first back in 1948 by having their land. They didn't own the land. They didn't have the land. It wasn't part of them. It was part of Egypt, part of Transjordania, part of randomness, part of Syria, right? It was just it carved out of an amalgamation of different nations, right? It, of which all of those nations were actually just arbitrarily carved out at least the borders as far as they went, right? So if you want to keep going down this road, in this very instance, the only aggressor is the only person, and this is the part of the non-aggression pact that you that most people don't understand. It is very simple. You don't aggress against me, and I won't aggress against you. And when you do aggress against me, I'm going to fight to the death against you. That's very simple. You aggress against me, I have the right to defend myself. That's what Israel's doing right now. That's and 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 I'll say this blank. again. I'll say this again. Israel doesn't have to explain themselves to anyone. Nope. For going after Hamas. Now, beyond all of this, Pat, what about those who say, "Well, I'm a Christian. What the hell does this have to do with me?" Um. Have you been paying attention to Azerbaijan? Where is that? Uh, have you heard of Baku? Which is, they, they've been trying to westernize this, right? And uh, I believe it hosted Eurovision a few years ago. And Azerba Azerbaijani soccer teams and, and all of those things are included in UEFA and da-da-da-da-da-da. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What if I told you that more than 100,000 Armenians have been forced to flee the ancestral home in Nagorno-Karabakh? Uh, That's right. This is one of the oldest Christian population centers in the entire world, Pat, in the Caucasus region, Okay. From the Daily Wire, while war and atrocity dominate headlines around the world, a largely overlooked conflict in the Caucasus has escalated to ethnic cleansing of the Christian population from the oldest Christian nation in the world. For fear of their lives, more than 100,000 Armenians have been forced to flee their ancestral home in Nagorno-Karabakh after Azerbaijan seized total control of the region in September. 
the 1,700 square mile mountainous slice of land has been inhabited by Armenians for thousands of years, but it is surrounded by Azerbaijan, a majority Muslim nation that says the region is its territory. Though the flight or the fight is over territory, experts say that at its core, the conflict stems from ethnic and religious differences between Armenians and Azerbaijanis. Ethnicity and religion are intertwined. Azerbaijanis may say they do not hate Christians, but when it comes to Armenians, the indigenous population in the region, which, again, my question to the left, don't you, don't you support um, the indigenous people and not stealing their land, quote-unquote? That's weird. Oh, it's, it's even more weird because, oh, that's right, it turns out they're not Marxists. And uh, Armenians are seen to be what, Pat? White. Yeah. From literally Caucasia, if you will, right? So th they're not black and brown, so therefore they cannot be oppressed. Except for, wait a second, they, they actually are not all white, as they would define it. Mm-hmm. Except for they are because all Christians must be white except for go to Africa and Ethiopia and all yeah. over and see yeah. the entire Catholic Church full of black people. Ah. Uh, even even the LDS Church full of black people over there. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this Here's... It's 2023. And here we are still having wars battles fights what have you over ethnicity mm -hmm. religion and even race now and yeah now real quickly pat before we go way too long here um why is this ethnic cleansing if they're just uh taking the region over well um how about this many refugees from nagorno Karabakh are sick and malnourished. Azerbaijan's military began blockading the region in December of last year, cutting off access to food, electricity, and water from the outside. Uh, but Israel is doing, oh my gosh. So it's okay in Azerbaijan because why? They're the oppressors oppressing the Christian minority Armenians, and by the way, well, well, they could just go to Armenia. No, this is their ancestral home. They, they've literally inhabited this area for thousands of years at this point. This isn't some new, fangled couple hundred, 500, 600 years of which uh, they've been battling over the land forever, blah, 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 Muhammad, Jihad. No. No. No, no this is literally their home. So let's flip this on the head because, oh, now it's a Muslim group that's the oppressor. Do you see the problem with the black and white of the oppressor-oppressed narrative that academia on the left has given us? Yes. Armenia, the country, right, they cannot handle 100,000 people just pouring over into their country. We can't handle that here in America either, by the way, without, like, slowly dripping that into our society, right? That's right. the point of legal immigration. But anyway, I just, 
People are being forced to flee their homes. People are being starved out. They don't have water. They don't have electricity. All at the hands of a Muslim-majority government in Azerbaijan. As UEFA said a damn thing about this. No. Why? Because Azerbaijan is a member nation of UEFA. And what does that matter? Well, look at what they're doing to Russia. Because they're all pressing and all aggressing against Ukraine. All Russia's banned from any football activity inside Europe, in FIFA, anything. They're not allowed to play for the World Cup going forward until they stop this war. Okay, well, guess what? Um, what about Azerbaijan, who are literally starving and killing and ethnic cleansing Christians out of the Muslim-majority country? That's what this is really about. Are they saying a damn thing? No. Oh, because it turns out, again, for the left, the birds of the feather that flock together have everything to do with two things, Marxism and the piggybacking of, of racial intersectionality. Yes. Because all people that don't look like you and I, Pat, are oppressed. And it's the second biggest lie that has ever been told next to the devil isn't real. But they don't, they, they, they don't want to admit that the possibility of them being wrong and that white people yep. can be oppressed. It, otherwise, it goes against everything that they claim to stand for, believe in. No one wants that challenged. No one wants that to be a thing. So they're going to continue down the road that they're on because, like ostriches, they have their heads buried in the sand. All right, with that, Pat, it is time for a little bit of fun on this Thursday because we've got uh, NFL games, college football games. we got the mm. biggest of the Big Ten matchups this weekend. That's right. We're going to be talking about our NFL picks in just a moment, but before we get there, it's time for the Big Ten. College football takes precedence this weekend for me. Uh, even though I will be physically at an NFL game this weekend, going back home, uh, taking in my Packers versus the Vikings, um, and what is turning into a pretty pivotal NFC North matchup in terms of who actually might be able to even mount a challenge to the Detroit Lions. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we get there, though, obviously the Big Ten's got some matchups. First and foremost, we get Indiana traveling to Penn State. Uh, this is very simple for me. Trap really? game, trap game, trap game. Watch the hell out. I still think Penn State's got enough talent to win this game. I think they win somewhere in the region of 31-13. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them struggle in at least the first half of this game because of that that hangover from the game with Ohio State last weekend. Or, I mean, I could actually see it going the other way where Penn State's going to be pissed off. Yeah, that and... usually doesn't work. I have never seen that actually work. What I've seen is the the because the, they gave maximum effort in that game, right? It's either yes, they did. It is either the game before that big game or the game after that big game in which you let yourself down. One of those two games ends up being the trap. So I, I, I think Penn State overcomes this because I think Indiana is just god awful this year. Well, they, I mean, I think Penn State would have probably would have fared better last week had they actually had a decent pass game. Well, yeah, I understand that. I, I, so. But that's what I'm saying is that. Mm -hmm. They put maximum defensive effort, and they could let up in this game because 
they don't have enough gas left in that tank. They need that, another week. Okay, I've mm-hmm. seen it happen a thousand times. Um, I'm assuming you go Penn State in this game too? I'm going Penn State as well, yeah. All right. Maryland at Northwestern. Again, trap game, trap game, trap game, because every game at Ryan Field is a trap game. Uh, but Maryland having an opportunity to cement themselves as a bowl-eligible team, number one. Uh, number two, as a potential uh, spoiler in the Big Ten East race. Correct? Because they still have Michigan and Ohio State on the docket, right? No, they already played Ohio State. Okay, so they then lost. they still have Michigan and Penn State on the docket, right? And Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those are spoiler games. Um, Northwestern hasn't been really been all that competitive. Um, if I take a look, I believe, at their uh, schedule so far, as I pull they this up. Howard. Right. Their wins are against Howard, Minnesota, at home. That's the reason why this is always a trap game, right? But Minnesota's been wishy-washy all year. Beats Iowa, loses to Northwestern on the road. Huh? How how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Um, that's because the Big Ten was just bad. So I think this is a close game. I think Maryland pulls it out in the end, but I think this is a very close game. Watch for the trap here. And more importantly, Mm. um, in this game, I'm trying to think what the line is. I believe the line is Maryland minus 13 and a half. Take Northwestern and the points. Push the chips in. All right. With that being said, Michigan State also taking on Minnesota with Minnesota Um, at home. Give me the goofs. The rodents. I mean, as to your point last week, because I think I think this was a p- very apparent last week, Michigan State is the worst team in the Big Ten right now. I think they're better than Indiana. Mm. They're both two and five and zero oh and four in the Big Ten. Mm. We're gonna find I out think soon. Michigan State has too many problems. Yeah. yeah. So so Minnesota wins this game at home. Um, that's where I'm at on that one. And then at oh, 2.30 on FS1, we get Purdue, Nebraska. Nebraska, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, four and three, Nebraska. Two and five, Purdue. It's this simple. Nebraska, if they have a shot at being bowl eligible this year, have to win this game. Purdue has mm-hmm. taken a step back, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, inconsistency on the offensive side of the ball. And it turns out that uh, when you lose Jeff Brom, um, who's an offensive genius, you got some issues, and oh, by the way, all that talent that they've lost as well. Um, uh-huh. It's going to take a while to. The, it turns Rebuild. out they they don't they're not recruiting to the point of being able to just plug and play all the time. There's going to be some ebbs well, and flows, and that's always been the case with Purdue. Um, I like Nebraska at home in this game. I like Nebraska at home. Jeff Brom is actually doing great, and he went to Louisville, right? Yep. Yeah. So, he, yeah. Where he went um, to college, but yes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, Nebraska is going to win that game. It, it, they lost. They lost eight. They lost. What's his face to um, uh, the NFL Aiden O'Connell? last year? Aiden O'Connell. Right. And you know, just you're right. They can't plug and play. Yep. That's, that's, that's obvious for me. And then yeah. we get to the biggest game in the Big Ten this year. <laughs> um. This is our. You, this is the critical thinking bowl. 
your Ohio State Buckeyes travel to Madison, Wisconsin to Camp Randall Stadium at night. And what do we know about your Buckeyes traveling to Camp Randall Stadium? Look it, it, out. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's, a trap. it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it has been in the past. It had, not, not always. Not always. But weird things end up happening in this game. That's the point, right? I, I've, I've seen Wisconsin pull this upset in the past. However, Michigan's or Michigan, Ohio State's defense has been playing lights freaking out as of late. It, it's elite. Um, and uh, our offensive line hasn't been very good. Our, our defense can't stop the run. The matchup that I am going to want to watch here because we have been playing a lot of man-to-man and uh, situational zone, okay, at Wisconsin this this, uh, fall. Number two for Wisconsin versus number 18 for Ohio State. That's Ricardo Holman, who is on pace to be an absolute All-American. You know how many times, by the way, Illinois threw his direction last week? Um, Once? Twice. Twice, okay. Um, And they threw the ball over 50 times. That that's how elite they believe Ricardo Holman is. It, yeah. So but that has he gone up against, is really going to matter. He got up against Marvin Harrison Jr. A thousand percent, he is. Now, do you try to you know the 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 rub is always do you double team him? Do you not? What happens when you double team? You know, um, is Abuka going to well, be healthy and ready to play this week? Who knows? I I think Abuka plays this game. And um, if that's the case, you have to play week. some man to man. Or you have to play more zone. Uh, but it'll be very interesting. Either way, I think that is the matchup that determines this ball game. If uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. can can uh, beat up on Ricardo Hallman, uh, it is over. Uh, Wisconsin will not be close in this game. The other part of this is Wisconsin has not been able to get its ground game going the way that it would like to. That offensive you're, line is not elite, and it hasn't well, been for a couple of years now. Uh, Bray, um, isn't Braylon injured? Oh, yeah, I mean, he's got some nagging injuries, yes. But uh, you also have Braden Locke making his second start at quarterback. He looked much better in the second half last week than he did in the first half, but he also didn't get helped because he had four drops in the first half alone uh, from his wide receivers. Is 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 Mordecai still injured? Yeah, he broke his hand. So. Oh, broke his hand, okay. Yeah, so he's out for at least a month, probably. Gotcha, um, gotcha. We'll see how long that lasts, but... Um, Braden Locke, is, he's got an opportunity in front of him. This game at night at Camp Randall, it is special. This is not something that happens all the time. We don't get a lot of night games in Camp Randall. You just don't. Um, however, on the field, this is a mismatch. Uh, it's not as big of a one, I believe, as last year um, because Wisconsin does have an offense that is predicated on passing the ball if needed, right? Um so it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I just don't go see Wisconsin winning. I I got to go with the Buckeyes here by yeah. seventeen. Um, yeah, the, the line here is fourteen and a half. Um, again, the only way I see this game being close is if Ricardo Holman is playing shut down, man man defense on Marvin Harrison Jr. That's it. But you've also got – we've got other weapons too, like Cade Stover and Emeka Abuka. If Abuka plays, of course. 
Right, um, I understand that, but my point in this is you shut down the main weapon. You guys have struggled on your offensive line. You have struggled to run the football. Well, but here's the thing. That offensive line is getting better. I understand. Um, My point in the matter is this. You shut down that main weapon, and you make them have to run the football a little bit more. You you start focusing the football away from Marvin Harrison Jr. because they're not getting anything out of it. It changes the game plan. That's my point. If that happens, well, uh, uh, I could see us being within the margin of that point spread. If you are, yeah. for entertainment purposes, only putting money down, um, I that line is very tempting because of this game at night. But I ultimately think this is probably a three-score game at the end, 17 to 21 points, somewhere in that range. Um, I think yeah, Ohio I, State I was, wins was, this game going away in the second half. I just, yeah. I, I could see us fading fading away just because we don't have enough talent on the offensive line. Um, we still haven't gotten the center we really want. Um, but we started to see last week the the offense that Phil Longo wants to play, he started to play for the first time, right? And we started right. to see that with, like, the crazy uh, double reverse pass, uh, you know, we saw that with um, tackle eligible to, uh, to score the game-winning touchdown, right? Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with week two of a new starting quarterback in place. And the guy that they really believe is the quintessential air raid quarterback, if you will. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Also, Luke Fickle and Ryan Day know each other well. So. Yeah, just, just a smidge well. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I hope it's not as painful as I think it'll be, though. My opinion. Yeah. Because this is a a bellwether game for Wisconsin. Can you compete with the elite right now? I believe that they're in we-still-need-to-build mode, um, and this game will prove that. You're you're close. Like, like I think you're getting closer, but, yeah, you're still, I think, think a year or two away. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so with that being said, Pat, let's move forward to the NFL real quick. We've got a slate of games. Uh, who knew Buccaneers at Bills would be one of these games that we're going to pay attention to? But they're uh, both at or above 500 here. So uh, this is also a key game for both of them to kind of stay within their divisional uh, races. Although, yeah. if you are... The Bucks, you're already three or well, three and a half games up on uh, Carolina, who are zero and six. So congratulations on that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you got New Orleans, you've got Atlanta, and you've got the Bucks. Who's going to win that division? Eh? At this point, if you don't win, the, you know Baker Mayfield has played well, looks like a, 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 a more than solid quarterback. The Bills have had issues. Who wins this game? I think you got to go with the home team. I think you go with the Bills. I think you go with the Bills too, especially after last week's loss. Yeah. Now, go with the Bills. who had this game circled on their schedule as vitally important? The Jags going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. It, it, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. This is an absolutely important game. So um, the For Jaguars Pittsburgh. have some defense. It's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um Trevor Lawrence is looking more and more and more settled in at quarterback, and uh, that Jags offense is looking 
more and more and more dangerous. In fact, I would suggest that some of the best offensive football in all of the NFL is being played in the state of Florida right now between the Jaguars, the Buccaneers, and the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to go Jaguars in this one. I'm going Jags as well. Yep, and it, and it has everything to do with the fact that the momentum seems to go that direction right now, mm-hmm. and more importantly, I trust that that offense can play well against the Steelers' defense. Don't don't get me wrong; the Steelers' defense has been the backbone of how they've gotten to where they are so far this year. Oh, oh. in any year, for that matter, uh, not always, not always, but anyway, most years, yes. Now, here's a matchup I also didn't think we were going to s- circle on the schedule. Browns going to that's right, your Cleveland Browns going to the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams four in two. How are the Browns four and two? You might ask. Defense, defense, defense. I think this is the best defense in uh, the NFL. Probably. Sorry, not sorry to anybody else who thinks that their team is, has this elite defense. That's the 49ers. That's whomever. You lost to the Vikings. That's all you need to know yeah. about your eliteness on defense. They literally won a game last week because of their defense that they had no business winning in Indianapolis, that Browns team. So I got to go Cleveland going to Seattle here. I got to go Seahawks in this one. Um Here's because the, it's in Seattle? Yeah, yeah, because it's in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of the Seahawks, but also because Deshaun Watson still probably is not going to be in. He's not playing. It's right? official. So, He's not yeah. So there's the issue. Um, then we've got the other matchup that is not our teams, and that is the Bengals going to the Niners. See, I Niners. don't know what's going to happen in that one. Niners. It's it's at home. The Bengals, the both teams are dysfunctional as all get out. Huh? The both teams are dysfunctional as all get out on the field. Some of them or one of them off the field too. But um, I I got to think that we see the return of of touchdown machine Brock Purdy in this game. I I do. And I guess it depends on what Bengals team shows up too. Yeah. Um, but right. It, it it's it's. The only reason I would go with San Francisco in this case is just because it's in San Francisco. If this yep. were in Cincinnati, I'd probably pick Cincinnati. Yep, exactly. Um, 100%. It, it's possible. Yeah, it, yeah. All right. Then we get your Ravens going to Arizona. And I always worry about East Coast teams going out West. Uh, number one, that that's the old Big Ten, Pac-12 bugaboo for me, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, you're going out West or they're coming here. Crazy bleep is going to happen. I... I, I see I like the Ravens in this one and I I I'm I'm so mad I didn't play Lamar Jackson last week in my fantasy team. I played Jordan because like on paper it should have been yep. you know, so yep. frustrating. Anyway. If he does not have yeah uh uh You should have a, another a elite game. game um helping him to cement his uh top three status for MVP. Uh, Lamar Jackson yeah. is playing at that level right now, and it has nothing yeah. to do with his legs. It has everything to do with his arm, which is amazing right. to watch this year. Uh, right. By the way, if he doesn't if he doesn't play similar to how he played last week at Arizona with yeah. how bad this team is, I, I'm going to be pissed. Yep. I, I, I've got Baltimore in this game. Arizona's pretty terrible. So that's where I'm going there. Um, but then finally, I've got the game that I'm going to personally be at, and that is the Minnesota Vikings going to the Green Bay Packers in a matchup of who the hell actually wants to win. Uh, also, will we see Jordan Love 
the ebbs and flows of Jordan Love become a flow upwards, not an ebb downwards. Um, we have seen him regress. You know, you take a look at the first, what was it, the first three games of the year, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now it's like absolutely nothing. And then to to watch the way that that game ended last yeah. week in which he uh, just yep. shucks up one of the worst interceptions of all time. Uh, that was while awful. also what in my brain, as I'm watching that great, you looked the safety off. Now look at the guy that's running straight up the middle of the field. Like if you see the safety move, you also know what about that play? You dumbass. He had Jaden Reed wide open over the middle gone. See you later for a touchdown because you, you watch the, the safety vacate center field. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, I, I got to go Green Bay in this one. Number one, it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's at home. Number three, Aaron Jones seems to be getting healthier. And I think this could be that type of game. It's also going to be an interesting weather scenario. It's going to be colder, that sort of stuff. So we'll we'll have to see. Minnesota on the road is also a very different team than at home. Um, ironically, they are two and one, but historically under Kirk Cousins, they've been topsy turvy when it comes to home and road records. Um, yes, they did beat the Niners. I understand that, but I believe that to have been a fluke, not a a telling game, if you will. Plus, I I, I just I you can see the talent in Jordan Love, right? <clears throat> you can see yes, it. You can. Yeah. He still played a decent game in terms of fantasy last week. He still gave me 20 points. Right. He played a decent game. He is capable of better. And I think he plays better. I think it, and it's the same scenario as you've got to watch what Favre and if you take a look at Favre's first season fully as a starter or the rest of the season as he came in in the Bengals game uh, back in 92, 93 it was, whatever. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers when he was a first-time starter. These were the things that happened. Started off hot, cooled way off, did some really stupid things, cost the team some games, then won games for the team, and then had some stupid stuff happen. But you saw the talent, and you saw the ability to get better and to help himself. Now, if we see Jordan Love continue to falter, that's a different story. But if we can see him take some lumps, and progress instead of continuing to regress, great. And I hope we see that in this game. I just don't know. I my my wife, because I mean she's a big Utah State fan, she's like, Yeah, Jordan loves great, but he's really prone to interceptions. Thousand percent. Always has been. Always has been. Um, I, I, I will say this. Watch his junior film and then his senior film. They're two different teams. And why? Because the team around him is different. Right? right. He had he had I think four offensive linemen graduate into his senior year. He had a couple of big-time playmakers graduate uh, after his junior season. He looked like a completely lost quarterback, or not really a lost quarterback, but a quarterback trying to do something that he didn't need to do. And that's what I'm seeing right now. Can we get the junior version of Jordan Love instead of the senior version? That's what I want to see. And and I, I this is why I'm going with the Vikings, though, is because right now I just don't trust the offense for Green Bay, even though it's at home. But I think it's Vikings by a very small amount. I don't think it's going to be a far and away game for anybody. Yeah. 
Yep. So I got to go with the Vikings. Or no, the Packers. I can't go with the Vikings. I can never, <laughs> ever go with the Vikings. Um, I got to go Packers by four to six. I think this is a very close game. Um, Jordan Love seems to thrive when there's this like urgency, and maybe that's how they have to play uh, going forward is with where he's just not overthinking the game um, and having to try too hard. Um, it seems to be that's when he is making mistakes. Uh, we mm-hmm. also have some issues on the offensive line that, you know, w- will we see the center back and or not or this or that? And uh, so it'll be interesting. Um, but I'm excited to go. It's always a good time at Lambeau. Um, hopefully we don't have to sit around too many Viking fans because, God, they are obnoxiously stupid. And with that, <laughs> your final thoughts. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And don't be an ostrich. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals today, and remember, friends don't let friends be Bears or Vikings fans. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.